Hello, everybody, and happy Monday. Um, it has been a while. Uh, it's been since, like, January since I put out an episode. But I finally sat down. I finally literally took notes, made a podcast schedule. And hopefully from here on out, you will hear from me twice a week. If something freakishly happens that I have stuff going on, I will still aim to do one episode a week but I'm hoping I can balance and have two. So I'm just going to jump in to today's topic. Um, I will either kind of pick a topic or a rant or like I've said, this podcast is kind of just a place to chat about stuff and there's no real, there's, it can be about a lot of things. So I actually did a poll on my Instagram two months ago And inner child was a topic that everybody was like, it was like 90% because I put two topics up and I literally, that one was like, like I said, 90%. So I wrote that down and made sure that I definitely was going to discuss that. And I've chosen to do that today. So, um, I'm just going to jump right in. So Oxford language dictionary, uh, defines inner child as a person's supposed original or true self. Um, it says, especially when regarded as damaged or concealed by negative childhood experiences. Now, I also want to slip in there that, um, your inner child is, it's not a fully negative thing. Like your inner child, it's not just this negative thing. It's also positive stuff that happened to you as well at certain ages that kind of radiates inside. Um, I am going to be talking a lot about hard stuff today, but I'm just want to share my inner child things with you. And every single person is different. Every single person, well, we were all different as children. We're all different as human beings, as adults. So the stuff that we carry kind of internally as our inner child will look different for everybody. So when I share stuff today, I'm literally sharing my own experience, but maybe if it's not something you've looked into or thought about, it may give you a chance to kind of sit down and sit with it. A big part of your subconscious mentally and emotionally is your inner child. Like the way the things that have built up over the years, the way you deal with things, the way that you have witnessed things being dealt with, it's all kind of built up internally. I'm sorry if there is a little background noise. I'm literally recording this in my bathroom while my kids are awake. I'm being brave. So anyways, you might hear a few things, but I'm doing my best here. Uh, It's a representation of ourselves at multiple points in our childhood, various ages, If you look back at your life, there's probably some ages in your childhood that stood out the most. I know there is for me, like when I really sit and think about it. Um, And there's a lot of things that we want to embrace with what we've learned and what we carry um, with the child inside of ourselves. But we also have healing to do. And maybe not everybody has the same amount of healing. I mean, I still don't think none of it. I don't still don't think that people get out of their childhood scot-free is what I'm saying. Even if it was something that is considered minimal, which nothing is, everything is valid, but I feel like there's always even a little bit of a pixie dust small amount of healing that we're in charge of. No one else is in charge of it, and that goes across the board, but it can be tough. Um, So what made me ask about this in my poll was 
I have always known a little bit about the inner child stuff. And I certainly have like everyday things that are definitely stemmed from that. Um, I mean, how do I describe this? And don't like people are going to judge and they can do what they will. But like, I never realized that like, there was a period in my childhood where we had, we were pretty well broke. And I find now as an adult, like I'll pick up extra of things because it's like I'm scared it either won't be there or we can't get it. And I understand that there are actual people in these scenarios, so I'm not disregarding the actual, you know, bad thing of that and the hardness of that and the unfairness of that. But I find like I'm 33 and I'm like, oh, I'm going to pick up an extra box of crackers. Like I'll put it away because there was a point in my life I'm like, I didn't know if we would have certain food next week. I didn't know what would be available. And so as a mother now, I feel like I kind of overdo it sometimes, but I admit that. Like instead of buying two boxes of cookies, I'll buy or I'll buy like three because I'm like, okay, like I want to make sure we have enough. And at the same time, when I say that, I know how privileged that is to be able to buy like the third box. I'm not not acknowledging that. But I'm just saying that I know where it stems from. Like, there's certain things that have always been super obvious to me. And I'm like, I do that because I just remember feeling that internalized feeling of like, are we going to have this again? Will we be able to afford this? Like, is it going to be taken away? I remember feeling that and I find that feeling comes up. I just, it doesn't feel as deep, but I know that it's there when I'm having the moment of throwing the extra box of crackers or whatever in my cart. That I'm like, yeah, see, that's that. And it, and you know what I mean? I'm still working on it. It's still something that I struggle with. And that's what I want to say is like healing is linear. And there are some things it's, there are certain habits that are harder to break. And we are solely in charge of it ourselves, but it can be hard. Like I said, I'm still guilty of it. But my biggest window of really recognizing this inner child stuff was in 2018. Um, the first time I felt this scared and unsafe to like a whole other level was when Pop died. And I remember feeling this intense feeling months later. Like I felt it during and then it ju just wouldn't leave. And I'm like, why does this feel so familiar? Like it literally feels like, yeah, I felt this way before, but I didn't feel like I did. I'm like, I don't remember feeling like this, but why does it feel so familiar? And it's because I had a chapter as a child and many chapters actually when it came to worry that I was worried all the time, that I always wanted to feel secure, that I was always looking for reassurance. And I, I, now that I look back, I definitely took panic attacks as a kid. I just didn't know what the hell they were. Like no one, I mean, I just found what, what they were in the last five years probably, but I just think about when I was a kid and worrying about things like I would worry about the, I would worry about so much all the time. And like everybody would kind of brush it off a little bit and be like, it would be okay. But I still could not get rid of the feeling, which is kind of like anxiety too. But I just mean like, I just remember going back and I remember being in my room and being in full on panic mode and being like, and taking deep breaths to, you know, figure stuff out. And then I'm finding I'm doing that, you know what I mean? At 30 after pop passes away, this whole feeling just encompasses me again. 
I mean, this sense of security felt like totally gone. And I don't mean financially. I mean, like, a control on life and what was happening. Like, I couldn't control things. I had lost, like, pretty well my one of my favorite people. And I don't have many favorite people. Um, and this feeling is still present. Like, in 2022, and that was 2018, this is still something that it's, like, three and a half years later and I'm continuously working on it daily. And I'm exhausted from working on it. I'm not going to say that, but I get up every day. I still have really hard moments, but I'm still like, I'm, I'm just determined that I may not be able to beat it entirely, but I can grow and cope in a much better way. And if I'm going to talk about like the last, you know, six to eight months, six to eight months ago, I was not handling anything well. I was still in a really raw place. And at least I can say in this moment that I'm definitely in a better place currently. still have work to do than I was six to eight months ago. Like six to eight months ago, I was a mess. I'm still a mess, but I don't think that I'm at to the level that I was. And that's kind of recognizing the healing that has to happen and acknowledging my inner child. If you just shove her down, like if you just shove them down, however you identify then, you know, like, mine is a her, and I'm like, I see you. And I feel like even when I say, like, I, and it might sound crazy, it might sound hippie, it might sound whatever, I don't care. But be like, I see you, I acknowledge how you're feeling, and I'm here for you. And it may not take it fully away, but there's like 5% of it, man, that I'm like, okay, like, I feel a tiny bit of peace there, even just saying that to myself. And I know it sounds hokey, I know it sounds whatever, but I just mean that I really, truly feel like, you know what, okay. Like, I feel like I'm trying to be there for her. And you might be trying to be there for them, like whoever, whatever your inner child is carrying kind of and encompassing in your body in the current days. I just feel like we all have chapters, like I said in our childhood, that stand out more than like typical you know what I mean like there are things that certain ages that definitely shaped us a heck of a lot more than others did but um I just it's been really interesting because I wasn't really kind of aware of this whole thing I knew little bits but like I said I mean lord I didn't know what panic attacks were till the last four or five years because I took one and I'm like what the hell is this and then I'm Googling and Google tells me. And Googling is not always the best thing. I do not recommend it. But in this particular search, it was like, okay, this is what's happening. And, you know, let's see what we can do about it. I think it's why when I think about like certain things that I do myself, and I mean, you can run through a list on your own. You might write down habits you regularly do. And even the most mundane thing might actually stem from it, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Like, I think that's why I write lists and have these routines that I do as far as a little organization and stuff, because it brings me comfort and reassurance. Like when I write my list down of what I have to do today or what I want to do today, I feel like really good starting off my day doing that. And I think it's because It all of it encompasses the age that I felt like everything changed and shattered and I'm simply trying to keep together what pieces I can control. And it doesn't mean there's like nothing shattered right now, but I just mean like I feel like there's a huge thing 
and I think that I don't think I'm alone in this, like controlling what you can control is a big thing for me and it helps me cope with things. Is it always that healthy? No, because it's really hard, you know, to control everything. It's really hard to like, you know what I mean? Especially globally right now, there's all these things that you can't necessarily do, but you can choose in your day-to-day life small habits that will give you that comfort and reassurance and if you have to do that I don't think it's a bad thing like I don't think it's affecting me in this horrible damaging way when I write down you know the four things I'd like to get done today on a piece of paper because I feel like this reassurance and I feel like that's the inner little girl in me that's like thank you like I really like to know that this kind of is going on and we're gonna get this done and I think that's why my love language is acts of service. Because did you know that your love language, if you have not done the quiz, you need to go Google it and do it because it is fun and it answers a lot about yourself. So I highly recommend it. Um, But my love language is acts of service. And apparently the love language that is like your standout one there's five and you have percentages when you do the quiz but mine is like high number one acts of service your love language that is the most is what you lacked as a child what wasn't given to you as much as you may have needed so it makes sense for me that that is mine because acts of service is like you know what I mean service to others service to yourself like if there's a whole thing you can look it up and read about it but Anyway, I just, it doesn't mean like I wasn't loved and wasn't taken care of as a kid. I'm not degrading, like, you know what I mean? The things that were good, but I just mean that like it totally explains to me. When I heard that, it totally explains to me why it's my love language. I'm like, I understand why I want to make other people feel this way and why it makes me feel good. Um, we all have these habits or we all have these thought processes and I really think that it comes out in different ways. Um, and I think that things get triggered. Like I said, I think that a big part of my inner child got triggered when I had that major loss. When Poppy died, it like cracked me open and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm nine years old again. And I'm at my great grandmother's terrified that the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park are going to come tonight and that's it. Yes, this is what I'm talking about, the worries that I would have. I think that if we all actually recognize the therapy we need to do, whether it's personal therapy or go talk to somebody or figure out things that to let our inner child know that we're there, like just to say, hey, I know you got stuff going on and I know you're here and I'm here with you. And again, you might roll your eyes at this, but I'm a, I can say it. Believe me, if you would ask me about this stuff a long time ago, I would have been like, this is bull, you know. But, I mean, excuse my voice. I'm realizing how raspy I sound. It's early in the morning, and I always have a real dry throat in the morning. So, this is why I sound like this. But, anyway, um, I think we need to comfort. The two things, it's like we need to comfort our inner child in the ways that we looked to be comforted that maybe didn't exist. Or maybe not enough, or whatever. And... But we also need to battle the things that happen that, you know, and it doesn't mean we need to go full force into a battle, but I mean that we need to pick these small things and need to do things that can help. 
and that in the long run that it doesn't fully take over in a negative way. Because like I said, there is a positive to the inner child and there is a negative. There are different things mixed that, I mean, I don't want to be scared and terrified of everything the rest of my life. And I think there's always going to be a level of it there. But my point is, is that I'm trying to work on that all the time so that it doesn't go to an extreme level. The last thing I'm going to talk about this today, about this today, is to not numb it out all the time. I say this because I think I've been numbing my inner child for years through emotional eating, through stuff like that. That's my thing. That's my vice. Um, I do think that we all have different ones, like fill in the blank. Whatever you're doing to like get rid of these unpleasant feelings or things that you need to work on eventually doesn't mean you can't numb it out sometimes. I'm not going to say that, you know, when a hard time has come that I'm not, you know, grabbing a fries and a pop, which is not great. And I'm not saying to do that, you know, 10 times a week. If I did it every time that I felt things, it would be a lot. So I'm not saying to do that. I'm saying that recognize that you are and like don't numb it all the time. Like stop numbing it on a consistent basis and actually sit with your shit. And it's uncomfortable and it's hard and you're not going to want to. No one wants to do that. But I really think of, you know, the times I've been sitting with it in the last, especially the last six months, it's not comfortable, but I'm getting more comfortable in the uncomfortable and recognizing it's doing me better in the long end, like in the long run. So that's all I'm going to chat about today. I know that there are a lot of other things, you know, with your inner child, we can definitely dive into in a future episode, but I only have an allotted amount of time this morning, and this is where we're at. So, um, there will be a new podcast Mondays and Thursdays, and there will be a new blog on Tuesdays and Fridays. So, the blog um, is alltheautismmom.wordpress.com. And I, again, I'll be posting Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, You might hear a little chaos right now as my kids are finally coming in. So I'm going to have, I'm going to let you go. And I will see you here again on Thursday. Have a great week. Take care of yourself. And remember, don't numb it. Don't numb it all the time. Really try and sit with it. And learn more about your inner child. It might take you some time, but it's a good thing to do. Take care.